Nesiva Shalom brings down in this week's parsha, parsha's told us from the Bermaim Chaim. Chesed, being gracious, kindness, and rachamim, mercy, are two separate madregas, two separate levels. Rachamim gets awakened by the makabo. The person who needs rachamim has to awaken in us that we should have mercy. Because when we see somebody that he's suffering and he's in tsar and he needs, so it hurts it hurts us and it affects our heart. And it awakens us to want to help that person, to make his life easier, to do what we can for him. And that's called rachamim. And that is a smaller madrega than chesed. Because chesed, he's not really a ish chesed. He's not looking to do chesed. He wanted to go on his own merry way. He wasn't interested in doing chesed. He happened to meet somebody. The guy happened to be crying on his shoulder. He couldn't get rid of the guy. And finally he broke down. Right? He happens to be not looking to do chesed. But he gets an email. And he sees, oh, there's a tzara. Go, go behind. behind. There's a tzara. And... It causes him to do chesed because of his rachamim. Of course, rachamim, rachmanus is a, one of our midas of being a yid. But it's not as great. He says there's a higher level. Inyan chesed hu sheish hachesed ashehu etzem hachesed. Hareyu me'atzmoi mechapes tamed lasis chesed. Someone who's an ish chesed is always looking to do chesed. He wants to do chesed. His eyes are open. He's not walking down and saying, oh, let me avoid that guy. Let me avoid this guy. I hope nobody bothers me. I'm busy with my life. He's looking to do chesed as if it, he needs it. Wherever he is, wherever he is, he says, what can I do to help out? He wants to do chesed. It's it, it's something on his heart. Before somebody was ma'ir rachamim that awakens rachamim, he wants to do chesed. I'm here in group. We have over here somebody always gives me a tea. He's ish chesed. There are people in group who come. I'm not trying to do this as a make anybody feel guilty, but I see some people come. They say, okay, so do we need cups? Do we need drinks? Baruch we don't need anything. But they they're ish chesed. Wherever they go, what can I do to help people? Any place that he finds himself, he's asking, he's always looking for someone who needs chesed in order to be native to them. Chazal say, Avram Avinu was oimid He went to look. He didn't wait for someone to knock on his door. Oh gosh, who is that? I'm busy doing what I'm doing, whether it's wasting time or even if it's learning. Avram Avinu was talking to Hashem. And he gave that up. He's looking, I need to do chesed. I need to do chesed. He went to the precious Rachim, to the crossroads, looking for Archim. What kind of guests we're talking about? We're talking about Yishma'ilim, Goyim, Arabs. I need to go and help people and to be Goyim chesed on them. Shemadrega zu, he bebechines gavoyim me'al gavoyim me'madrega sarachimim. This is much higher than just rachimim. This is the same path that Hashem created, the Teva. That a woman, after she gives birth, she is set up in her body to feed the child. And if the child is not there, or the child ate uh, from a bottle, it causes her pain. She has pain because she needs to give chesed. She needs to give. She needs to be mashpia good on her child. The kach ish chesed, so too is a ish chesed. Kasha eni yochel lahaytzi lepoel ulashpi achaz dey lacherim. When he can't do chesed, 
when he can't bring out something bepoil, and to be mashpia, to 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 be influencing chesed on other people, yesh lo yisurim, yesh lo yisurim mikach, he has yisurim from this, v'hareyu roidif u'mechapes b'ma yochel hu ligmal chesed, and he runs after the world, and he says, what can I do? V'zu hoysa madregas ha-chesed shel Avram Avinu. And that was the madrega of chesed of Avram Avinu. So, what we're learning over here, is that there's two madregas. The madrega of Rachamim, that somebody meets somebody, and he's crying on your shoulder, and he starts to melt away all of your walls, and then you do chesed with him because you have a broken heart. But the high madrega that we're looking for, to be like Avram Avinu, is to be an ish chesed, to be the man, to care about other people, and say, I am here to help the other the world. I am here to help other people, and to look for ways to help other people. So we have over here two guests that came tonight, which uh, I told them to come into group because they called me this week. I get a lot of calls. Very few of them are saying, we want to help. We have the ability, and, and we want to help. We want to help Klaalistro. We want to help other people. I was blown away. I said, you know what? We were talking. I said, you know what? Come to group. You'll hear the needs that we have. And maybe they're going to be able to figure out a way to help us. And Ish Chesed is bothered when he doesn't do Chesed. It says that Avram Avinu was Baba Yomim. Because it says that a day that you don't do Chesed, it's like you're missing a day. Avram Avinu was Baba Yomim. That means that every single day he did Chesed. And when a day was passing and he realized there was nobody to do Chesed, he panicked. He panicked and he went ahead and he said, what am I going to do? I got to find somebody to do chesed. I got to find. He joined Shemrim, he joined Chaverim, he joined Shmire, he joined Chatzola, he joined Mitzvah Man, so many organizations that we have of people and they like and they enjoy just doing a chesed for somebody else. Now we have over here in our group a lot of times that we're stuck doing chesed with our children, our kips, with their friends, a lot of people, all of a sudden, you say, what do I need this for? I used to I, I used to have a quiet, nice, normal house. My Friday nights went exactly like it's supposed to. And all of a sudden now, I have a kid, and he has four friends, boys, girls, whatever it is, all a bunch of kips. And now my Shabbos table looks like a circus. But you have to look at it differently. What did Avram Avinu do? You have a chance to do chesed. You have a chance to open your eyes and your hearts and find so many Tzibrachana people who are just out there. And you know what? We could save them. It's not just, you look at the 60-year-old, 70-year-old Tzibrachana homeless people, that's where all these kids are going. But if we do our job, they're not going to be like that. We're going to get nachas. Just this week, I got a phone call from a parent that told me, you remember seven years ago when I came to you with my son? Guess where I was tonight? And he sent me a picture of his son's friend, who was a drug addict, Michal everything, out of control, thrown out of his house, on the street, and they, because they were being Makar of their son, so they were Makar of his son's friend, as I, I taught you, you need to do that. And now, tonight is his chasana. And they're, they're there, they're there like, watching him walk down the chuppah kadas, Yisrael. And then they sent me a video, the next night, of their son, who was nearly dead, and who was Michal everything, and he was really messed up, and he did heavy drugs, and he, he was suicidal, and all of that. And his son today, their son is Shemitah Mitzvah, speaking at the Sheva Brachas of his buddy, who was his buddy in crime, 
And now his buddy who's married to a from girl, Kashus, Shabbos, Taras HaMeshbacha. And she said, could you believe that these two guys are still alive? And they're, they're not just alive. You have to hear the speech. The whole speech was about Emuna and Bitachin in Hashem. The whole speech. We have two seats right here for you. The whole speech was about Emuna and Bitachin in Hashem. And how everything is good. And this guy was telling his friend, who they were both almost dead together. They, they went very high in Manhattan. And they found between two high-rise buildings that were near each other, a, a wood, a piece of wood that went between one window and another, and they walked across, drugged up, that if something would have happened, certain death. And he's telling his friend, everything that we went through is all letaiva. All the pain that we went through, all the abuse that caused us to end up doing drugs and being almost dead, and they went through a lot of pain. All letaiva. It all brought us to this point to appreciate everything and to be happy and to serve Hashem. I mean, he was saying psukim. He was saying, I mean, it was such a deep, 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 why? Because the parents were ish chesed. Ish and isha chesed. That's what we are. And sometimes we don't want it. But we have to look at it. We are here to do chesed in the world. What do people need? Recently there was an article that came out and I have the details written down. It'll be in my book. But the point was that this guy came to Auschwitz or one of the camps. I think it was Auschwitz. And they were, the kids were lined up to get food. And he saw a kid and he didn't know, I don't remember exactly what happened, but he decided to give the kid a hug. He couldn't speak the same language, didn't know what the kid wanted. He was crying, whatever. And this soldier went ahead and he hugged the child. And what happened? a line formed from all the children. They lined up for a hug. And they lined up for a hug instead of the line for the food that they didn't eat normally in who knows how long, five years. That's how important the hug is. What do our kips, our kids in pain, what does everybody need? A hug. What does everybody need? Varmkite. That's the whole story. Why they're hurting, what they're doing, don't come this way, go around. What they're doing, why they're doing, how they're doing. Bottom line is, the Balshamtiv was very clear. Only love. The Chazanish was very clear. Only love. All the tzaddikim were very clear. So we have to realize that it's up to us, because not everybody has the focus. Not everybody has the focus that we are lucky enough to have. We have to go out and make sure that there will be no more lonely people. It's not that hard. You give a smile, you go out of your way to smile to them, and to make them feel like they care. One last story. Before Rosh Hashanah, a couple of years ago, I went out on Friday night for chinuch reasons. I told my sons, my son was 21 and 17, so it's already uh, six years ago. And I told them, you know, we need schusim before Rosh Hashanah. With what schus are we going to go into Rosh Hashanah? So I said, let's go after the meal. Instead of closing our doors, you know, you go inside, very nice. Let's go out Friday night after the meal and let's go to the park. So we went to the park. You all know the story. I've said it many times. We went to the park and I went to the small park. It only had about 20 boys and girls, Machali Shabbos. I didn't want to take them, overwhelm them to the other park that's uh, not too far away either from my house. 
And within a few minutes, I, I just sat down at the table there, and I sat down next to this kid who was about 15 years old. His eyes were totally glazed and red. He was high and drinking and all of that. My boys were standing next to me, and I was just schmoozing with him. All of a sudden, another kid, another kid came by. You know, I call them puppies. Sweetest kids in the world. So dysfunctional and in so much pain, but so sweet. Another kid, another kid. Two kids were standing behind me. What's your name? Where you're from? What's your story? This one just got out of jail. This kid was 17 years old. I would have adopted him on the spot. He was thrown in jail by his parents because they had an order of protection against him. And he broke into the house to get money or whatever. I mean, we, with so many, so many stories, we don't have anything like this, right? It's, and this is what's going on. He was thrown in jail thrown in jail by his parents. He just got out of jail. This little Z-skite. Anyway, after about 10 minutes, the kid turns to me and he says, hey, I don't get it. Why are you being nice to us? Everybody hates us. They think everybody hates them because they have good reason. We're walking by the park with our kids and we say, kicknish, kicknish. We go around, we're scared, we avoid them. Why are you being nice to us? Everybody hates us. I don't know why I did what I did, but I turned to him, I took my glasses off, and I said, look into my eyes. Look into my eyes. What do you see? You don't have to be a chacham. You don't have to be a big rebbe. This this little 15-year-old kid with glazed eyes, high like a kite, he looked into my eyes and he said, you don't hate us. You're a good guy. That's it. The work that we're doing is on ourselves. The work that we need to do is on ourselves. The way to control other people, you can't control. This is not Russia. You can't force somebody. All the calls I get from non-TP parents. How do I get my kid to this? How do I get my kid to... The only power we have, and it is very powerful, is called influence. And influence depends on your relationship. And it happens without talk. Once you're talking, controlling, fighting, that's the weakest way to be mashpia on somebody else. And the Chazanish knew that. And the Tzadikim knew that. And they, they know that today also. They asked the Chazanish a story happened that a father had a kid that was off the derech. And the kid said, Tati, Abba, buy me a car. Father said, I'm happy to buy you a car, my son, on one condition. You don't drive it on Shabbos and Yontif. You don't drive it. Everybody would say, very smart. The kid said, no deal. And the relationship deteriorated. After all, if you ask any Rav, this is a good way if you want to check if somebody understands the sugya or not, go to anybody and say, what would you say? Everybody would say, how could you give a car to somebody who says, I will use your car, I will use your money, I will use your shefa to drive Bimachal Shabbos Befrahesia. How could you give it to him? Everybody would say that, right? When it reached the Chazanish, the Chazanish was meyayetz, he advised the parents Kedai to buy the car for the child, Liloi Shum Tanai. Without any condition. Why? Kedai Shetiskadel Hashpa Asayalov. In order that your influence should grow in the future. So buy him the car. He's driving on Shabbos with the money you paid for the car. Why? Because you have more influence, because you're the giver. So the question is. But what's the use of having influence if you're not letting me control him? The answer is influence doesn't need control. Influence happens automatically. When you are your child's best friend, 
when they know that when I'm in trouble, I call daddy and mommy, and we will come get you without questions. Why are you so stupid? How come you this? What you this? We are always here for you. You become the stability. You're the legs holding up the table. Over time, you automatically have more influence in their brain than any Musa schmooze that you can say, than any threatening that you could do. I got a call this week. I get so many calls. This wonderful family. You could tell, sweet, wonderful, in so much pain. We just have one question. Our kid now, he was Chesidah Shaboy, he put on a necklace. Should we tell him, you cannot come into our house if you wear a necklace? Very simple question. And look at it from their perspective. They really don't know. They really have no idea because they don't know what their goal is. If you don't know what your goal is, how are you going to get there? If you want to drive to California and you don't know if it's east or west, every block is hell. You're going to be fighting with your husband and wife every block. Make a right, make a left. And this is what's happening. Don't do it. We have to show him. He says, my friends and my family tells me there has to be a kavadayim. has to be a red line. Can't let him do whatever you want. I said, is that going to make him better? I said, let's say you gain the battle. And he never comes to your house wearing a necklace. But he wears one outside. Did you accomplish anything? Is he going to go ahead and say, you know, I lost the relationship with my parents. They're not proud of me. That's why I'm going to stop behaving this way. Everybody is programmed to think that that's what happens. We know that that doesn't happen. It's not a reality. Nobody ever changed because they saw somebody frowning at them. Not when they went to the Lubavitcher Rebbe, not when they went to the Satmar Rebbe, not when they went to any Godel in the world. If they feel rejection, done. Why? Why doesn't? Why don't the Godelim reject us? You go to Abraham Kanievsky, you should say, Shmutz, Tuma, get out of here. And we're going to say, oh, I'm so bad, I'm going to become better. It doesn't work. They always smile at us. They always make care of us. They always show us that we have value. I, we make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. You make bigger mistakes. So what? Nobody's judging mistakes. You want to bring them in through Kirov Levavos. That changes the whole mindset of a person. Like we had again this week in group where another one of our kids who were sworn atheists are no longer an atheist. Happens every week in group. What changed? Which rabbi did you send them to? Not necessary. The power of influence is everything that we have. So going back to this beautiful vart from the Siva Shalom, not a vart, it's a lifestyle. We are ish chesed. We're looking to be metav. You're driving home, you're going out at night, you're walking Friday night. Look around, you have diamonds out there that to you, we're like Maisha Rabbeinu to them. They look at us like old, mature people. We're Klal Yisrael, right? We're important to them. Go over and say, Shalom Aleichem, what's your name? And if you have no judgment inside of you, you'll see that they, they know that. They know if we're judging them or not. We have to remove judgment that we think we're better, which I'm not sure why we think that, but it's not true. We have to remove that from us and use everything we have to save as, as many souls as we can. And ultimately, we're the ones who are going to be Baba Yom. We're the ones who are going to be benefiting from it. Bazeu Baba.